Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho. This is the podcast about creativity for creatives, no matter where you are on the journey. And every episode, I talk about something, a different topic related to being a creative. And um, today, in a break from my norm of the previous episodes, I guess, I'm recording from home. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's lockdown. So I don't know when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, we had a lockdown, three of them. Anyway, so I figured, um, best thing to do, record from home. And, um, so you might hear a little bit of, um, noises out from outside and the tube, which runs under my, uh, house, which is great no way whatsoever I actually didn't uh they didn't tell me when I moved in here and only found out the first night I was here and I went to bed and I was just like is that thunder my that wait what anyway uh they say you get used to it I haven't yet but (laughs) one day or I'll move. Anyway, first of all, let me just say thank you to all the Patreon patrons who have signed up and who are supporting this podcast. Thank you so much. It just makes all the difference and it just helps to keep the conversation going, basically. There's also other ways in which you can support the podcast, which I will talk about later on. But let's get started, guys. Every week we're talking about a different topic. And this week, the topic is authenticity. So. True story. I actually recorded um, a version of this podcast already about this topic. And I listened back. I didn't even have to listen back, actually. I listened to maybe a little bit of it, but I could feel that, ironically, it was inauthentic. I was kind of making it up, as it were. And I'm making it up anyways. I'm only referencing off, off what I know and what I've learned, but it didn't feel authentic for want of a better word. And so I scrapped it and I'm doing this version of uh, the podcast for you. 
And I thought of all the episodes to get right, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like to be authentic, surely it's got to be the one on authenticity. So that's why I started again. And so I suppose the place to start is, well, what is it? Because, you know, the word gets thrown around a lot and um, we use it, but sometimes it's one of those ones where sometimes it's good to sort of step back and reflect on, well, what what actually does that word mean? Because that's the other reason I decided to re-record because I didn't necessarily like my definition or what I put out as my definition of of the word. And it was afterwards that I thought, ah, no, it feels more like this. And this is what I came up with. So I basically see it as the experience of no space between your inner and your outer experience, that your inner and outer experience are in accord, not on a sort of mental level. So not in the sense of like, you just say whatever's in your head (laughs) out, (laughs) because I mean, that is a form of authenticity, I suppose, in a way, but I don't necessarily know that what goes on in the brain is the best demonstration of what's authentic. I mean, more like what you're experiencing inside is what's on your outside. So you don't feel any sort of disconnect with how you are in the world compared to how you feel in the world. Oh, I just made that up. And that's actually, yeah, I think that's it. So um, for example, those times that you feel like you have to pretend to be a certain way, even though you're feeling something else. That's inauthentic because there's a a sort of a distance between how you're feeling inside and how you have to be outside. So that's the kind of thing I mean. So that there's no space, there's no difference between your inner and your outer experience. That's what I think of as authenticity. You could think of it as truth as well, Um, but it's about bringing those two worlds into harmony. How's that? How's that as a, as a, as a starting point for an explanation? And I think something that that could be helpful is thinking in terms of opposites as well. So this is just my sort of theorizing, but you could consider being strategic as being the opposite of authentic. So being strategic by that, I mean, like referencing off Um, sort of mentally constructed goals. Like say, for example, um, as an artist, having um, a a goal of wanting to win an award is probably more strategic because you're referencing off some something that you've seen or heard before. You've heard of such a thing, say, if you're an actor, you've heard of such a, a thing as an Oscar. And so you that if that becomes your goal, that's more strategic because it's come from the outside. It hasn't sort of, you know, generated itself from inside, from within you. And you've gone, yes, I'm, I've, I feel so resonant with the idea of me winning an Oscar. That's going to be my goal. It's more like, no, you were kind of, you know, maybe you were an unpopular kid at school or you didn't fit in and, you know, you, you found it difficult to make friends. So then in later life, um, the goal becomes, how can I be the most popular? I'll, I'll win an Oscar. That's got to be that the, the pinnacle of popularity, the opposite of what I experienced. Do, do, does that make sense? It's like, I'm not saying everyone who wants to win an Oscar was unpopular at school, but what I'm saying is it's kind of like, it's kind of like a mental calculation rather than something that's really um, emerging from from your inside. Does that make sense? Like it's emerging out of you. That's what that I think is where authenticity comes from. It comes. It's like an emerging um, quality that comes from within, whereas strategy is sort of concocted in the brain based out of what it what we have seen in the world. If that makes sense. 
I'm going to stop saying if that makes sense, because I think it does make sense to you. And if it doesn't, do tell me. And you can give me your definition of what authenticity means to you and whether you do feel like strategic is a sort of polar opposite to authenticity. Because I I don't know. I'm just figuring this out as much as you guys are. But I feel like there's something in that, that something can emerge from you rather than your brain just going, oh, I saw that one thing one time. So I'm going to go for that. So authenticity for me is not like a destination. It's not like next year I'm going to become authentic. Uh, I'm going to read a book so that I can be authentic. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And as cliche as that sounds, you know, it's not about the destination, guys. It's the journey. But it is. It's it's about it's not something that you um, do like you can't have a to do list to become authentic. There's not a checklist that you can do. Check, check, check. OK, I've done all those things. Now I'm authentic. It's more like something you allow. And the example that I came up with was, um, you know, being quiet you don't create a to-do list to be quiet. You just succumb to peacefulness and the actions come as a result of your allowing peacefulness in. So it's the same with authenticity. You don't to-do list your way to it. You allow it. And the great thing about that is it means it's possible in an instant, in the same way that quiet is possible in an instant. So that's where I'm starting off with, uh, you know, as a as a kind of description or definition uh, of authenticity. But do write in on, and, you know, hit me up on social media and stuff and tell me your thoughts on it, too, because it'd be great to hear from you. Just a reminder, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that on Patreon by becoming a regular subscriber. Uh, There's different tiers and different um, perks that are available depending on what tier um, you go in for. And one of the tiers has extra content, so extra advice and all kinds of bits and pieces to basically supplement the podcast. So do check that out. If you want to do a one-off support for the podcast on Acast, who are our host website, they offer the opportunity to just make a one-off donation. So you can do that as well. So shout out to anyone who has already done that, or if you're thinking about doing that, or if you're going to do that. Um, Thank you. So listen, like I say um, in every episode, uh, this isn't just about what I think. This is also about um, having you guys be part of the conversation because I don't know and you guys might know or you might also have some questions. Um, so um, a couple of you you guys or a few of you guys actually already um, wrote in about authenticity because I did a shout out on social media. So Tammy H says, I'm aware that I tend to be or project slightly different versions of myself depending on the company I'm in. Uh, or the environment or the occasion? Am I still being authentic? Um, That's a really great question because the thing about authenticity is it's not a binary right or wrong thing. It's not like you should be more authentic. You should be less strategic. There are times when our strategic self is absolutely appropriate. But, and this is the twisty turny thing of it, If you come at your strategic uh, way of being from an authentic place, you'll probably find it a a lot more satisfying. What what am I saying? Because that sounds a little bit convoluted. So say, for example, in Tammy's example, she's talking about different situations. She feels like she she changes her persona, as it were, to, to suit those situations. If you're doing that out of fear, 
then that's probably a little bit more strategic because fear is about worrying about what's on the outside. What will people think of me? Will they like me? Will they trust me? Will they laugh at my jokes? Will they think I'm this or that? So if the strategic changing of persona is coming from fear, then your your stra- strategic way of being is coming from strategy. Whereas if you're like, oh gosh, this, this, I know that this, um, uh, social situation is much easier to navigate if I just am a little quieter in this place. Or I know that in the workplace, I need to laugh at such and such as jokes. It's just not worth it if I don't. It just makes life easier. You're coming from authenticity because you're just giving, you're, you're, you're um, sort of uh, referencing off your own internal experience rather than worrying about what's happening out there. You're just like, for an easy life, this is how I'm going to be in this situation. Or to satisfy my soul, this is how I'm going to be in that situation. We all have to do it. Because look, at the end of the day, if people went out and were their, say, authentic self all the time, you know, it might be some sort of free-for-all. So I think there is a degree of strategizing. That is actually a word. I thought I was <laughs> sort of, anyway, there is a, there is a degree of strategizing when it comes to um, social interactions. So don't ever feel like um, I'm doing the wrong thing by, by changing myself. It's just look at who's the one within you that feels the need to change oneself. That's probably the more pertinent question, because if it's the one who's scared about what people will think if you're your true self, then you may be doing yourself a disservice. But if, you know, that, that impulse is coming from, look, it's just easier if I'm just like this, <laughs> then, you know, maybe it's actually in your, to your benefit. And then as a result, everybody else's. So I hope that helps in terms of sort of also like just getting clear on on this distinction between the strategic self and um, authentic, the authentic self. And then Kamathi says, um, he says, true self versus false self. As a performer, it must be difficult to manage. And that's um, a really interesting comment, too, because, um, it, yeah, you're right. It is. But I think that part of it seems anyways to me that part of the journey of being a creative is realizing that there is a different place to come from with your creativity. And again, as I was saying with Tammy, maybe there's a sort of place where you can be kind of strategic in your artistry, but come from an authentic place in that strategicness. Like for example, if you say, if, if as an artist, you say, listen, this is my goal. I want to uh, have a number one single uh, within the next five years. That's kind of strategic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the sort of primal birthright type of art- artistic desire that comes out of someone. It's not like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's very strategic. It just is. But if you're coming from a space of just like um, not coming out of a fear or a need to put things right or a need to I'll show them, basically externalizing why you're doing that thing, then it's kind of authentic. The strategy is kind of authentic. It's complicated, isn't it? Like I say, it's not as straightforward as binary, good or bad, actually, Um, like authentic or strategic. It's kind of like it's it's really about the space that you come from uh, with whatever you're doing. We are obviously talking in the context of um, creativity. And so what does authenticity have to do with being a creative? And the honest answer is whatever you want it to really in terms of your own creativity, it can be everything 
or it can be nothing because you can have a completely strategic approach to your artistry that doesn't make you any less of an artist. You know, you you could manage your, you could be way over that that sort of end of the spectrum, let's say. Let's imagine it is a spectrum and, and, and you know, set goals and have targets and measure your achievements and all that sort of stuff. You could do that and you could be really successful doing it. You could do it and not be successful. It's not a guarantee of success, but neither, neither end of the spectrum is a guarantee of anything. It's just a way, a different place to approach your artistry from. The only thing with um, strategy, though, is that strategy is often based on or being strategic, should I say, is based on the past. So it's based on something that you've seen or heard or experienced before that you're projecting into the future and aiming for. So even in the way that you're doing something or in the way that you're approaching something or in the way that you're planning something, it will always be based on some mental construct that you've had about something from the past. Like, say, if we go back to the Oscars example, you saw the Oscars one time, you saw someone win the Oscar, you saw how much adulation they got and you figured, okay, I'd like to have that experience um, as well. And then then that becomes your, your strategic goal. But authenticity is really about in the moment. You know, earlier I was saying it like it's an emergent thing. Well, um, yeah, that that's basically it. it. Authenticity is about what's so in this moment, what's true in this moment. So um, an example, uh, I go back to when I first became an actor. So I was actually, I worked in post-production for about 10 years before um, I even thought about acting. And um, at that point, I could have, if I were being strategic, I could have said, right, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, I'm kind of bored and I think I'd like to be a bit more creative. What could I do? Hmm. Oh, that looks interesting. That looks fun. Acting. I'll do that. How do I become an actor? I'm going to hit these targets. I'm going to get into drama school. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to get an, uh, an agent, blah, 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 blah. You know, all I could have laid it out like that. And that would have been a completely legitimate approach. However, the way that that particular experience happened for me was that I felt a general movement in my life working in post-production away from being desk bound, more towards the creative part of the process. And I could feel this um, longing or desire within me just building. And um, it was almost like a noise that I couldn't ignore. So it wasn't that I was creating the desire for it and going out and trying to create goals to fulfill on it. It came from within. And I think that's a good reference for, you know, making authentic choices is, is what is the noise that you can't ignore? Is there a noise in your life, apart from the kids, um, where you just feel this clamor in your being, not in just in your mind, but in your being like this thing I must realize. And so that could be, I'm not saying it is, but that could be a useful reference for your authentic choices. And there's layers to it too, because it can be about the direction you take your career in. So for example, with me choosing to become an actor, that was about the direction of my my general career and my life. Because um, I've also made, by the way, many strategic choices. For example, um, there was one time where I was feeling so frustrated with my career. It felt like it was stalling. 2009, you know, really, I remember it because it was a really difficult year. And I said to myself, I need like a side hustle that's completely separate from 
um, acting and, you know, creativity. And so I decided that I was going to become, I was going to start this tour guide business, but I realized that you have to train to be a tour guide. So I gave it a different name, like buddies or something that show you around town kind of, anyways, it was quite a good idea actually, but my heart wasn't completely in it because it was strategic. Um, so that isn't to say that makes it sound like I'm saying authentic is good and strategic is bad, but, um, that I'm just giving another example of strategic choices. Um, that could have easily worked out if I had really applied myself to be fair. So it wasn't about whether it was strategic. It was that I didn't apply myself. Um, and so, okay. So there's direction of your life. There's also how you just generally approach your creativity. Do you approach it with authenticity, letting, um, what's so, um, and how you want to approach it emerge through you, or you more like external goal setting type of approach. Um, but there's also how you execute a task, a creative project. For example, a strategic choice I made was that uh, around this podcast, because as you know, you know, this has been a little while in the making. I've been talking about it for quite a while before episodes were released. And that was because I was just figuring out how to do it. For the most part, I hope, I think it was, you know, authentically done. But I had this thing where I was going to do a, um, an interview with somebody every kind of third or fourth episode. So started trying to put them in place and I had one lined up and it, we had to pull it because there was a lockdown. And then I had another one who'd agreed, somebody had agreed to do it. And then I just didn't hear from them again. I did another interview and I had to re-record. And you mean, it's just everything that could go wrong with these interviews. Just And I stopped and I just said to myself, I don't think this is how it's meant to be. Um, I think that um, the bite-sized advice, which is coming up in, in this episode and I have in every episode, I think that's how I'm supposed to incorporate guests into this podcast. And so the guest thing was kind of more strategic. I was thinking, oh, that'll look good. That'll be, that'll be a good thing for the podcast. That's what podcasters do. Um, not thinking, do you... You know what I mean? That's authenticity is do you. This is how I want to incorporate guests into the podcast. It's just getting these brilliant bite-sized little nuggets of advice uh, to drop into every episode and to make available um, in the Patreon extras. Um, so that's just another couple of examples of the differences between authentic and strategic and how they can play out in a creative person's life. My name is Nadia Graham and you're listening to Creative Sauce with Andy Osher. And so the next question, I guess, is, well, why is it important? If it doesn't matter either way, and if both approaches are valid, and in fact, it's not like one will choose, we choose one or the other, we merge. Like I, like I just gave examples where I've been both. And sometimes actually it's appropriate to be more strategic and sometimes authentic is going to be more problematic in certain environments, you know? So, um, it's not, it's definitely not a right and wrong. So in that case, considering all of that, why is it important? It's important because it's what's important to you as part of your journey. And that's it. You know, because being strategic is okay and it can be popular and it can be successful, but the strategic approach is more about how it lands with others. It's more about other people's experience because you're, you're thinking, how will that land with that person? Will, will these people like this? Will they like me because I've done this? How's that going to make me look to other people? 
What's that going to get me from other people? Whereas authenticity, being authentic is about how you feel, about closing that gap between the inner and the outer experience. But look, as I said, I've got these amazing guests who give this uh, bite-sized advice on every topic that we discuss. And this week is no different. This week, it is the amazing Kalechi Okafor talking about creativity. Authenticity is the secret source to anything that you are doing. That's the secret spice that makes everything else haha nice. No, honestly, like nobody can be you. Like that is the beauty of this. And, you know, sometimes we exist in industries that want us to be the next this person or to be the next that person. The thing is, we can only be the next us and the next us and the next us. You know, we we are always growing. We are always emerging, but we are only ever emerging as us. So while you may take inspiration from other people, you shouldn't want to be like other people or to dim your light um, because that is authentic to you. That is true to you. And the more you that you are, the more that you'll be able to attract people who also align to you and you'll find that the things that you definitely want will find you. I know I said that, you know, I decided not to have guests on this show, but I could listen to Kalechi talk about creativity all day. Guys, I can't wait for you to hear the other clips she recorded um, about different topics. But that was Kalechi Okafor talking about authenticity. It's haha nice. It is the secret sauce. It's the special something. And, you know, like she said, don't dim your light. She is definitely not dimming hers. She does so many incredible things. She is, uh, she has an amazing podcast called Say Your Mind. She's a pole dancer, pole dancing teacher with her own studio. She's a writer. She's an actor. She's a content creator. She's also an author who has um, a story in a new book called Who's Loving You? Love Stories by Women of Colour. She's incredible and I cannot wait for you to hear more from her later on in the series. If you want to uh, hear more advice from some of my other bite-sized guests, then if you sign up to Patreon, you can access all that because that's the extras. Also, I'm making tentative steps, you lot, into Cameo. Basically, Cameo is this app where you can ask um, folks in the public eye or whatever to make um, personalized videos for you. So it's another way for you to support the podcast because I'm only doing it in relation to the podcast. But I mean, I'll talk about anything. Do you know what I mean? I mean, within reason. (laughs) Anyway, go on to the app and you'll see how it works. So you can basically hit up uh, someone in the public eye and have them make a personalized video for you or someone you know or love, like a birthday video or a hey, get well soon or whatever it is. So um, if you want to support the podcast, hit me up on Patreon and I'll make you a video um, or whatever and um, yeah and you'll be helping to support the podcast yay all of us all right this is Creative Source with me Andy Osho and we are talking about authenticity so look we've talked about um, what it is why one might try and incorporate it, what difference it can make in a creative's life, which, you know, is purely down to your own uh, feeling about it. It isn't a prerequisite of being a creative. It's just um, something that you can incorporate, you can allow and give yourself a different experience in your creative life. Because it isn't always more successful. 
you know, it isn't always going to create greatness, but it can do. It doesn't always have to be highbrow, but it can be. You know, it can be funny too. I mean, if you look at um, some of the later work of Richard Pryor, that is pure authenticity, but it is hilarious. So don't, you know, you don't have to, we don't have to sort of um, imagine it as being this really highbrow worthy type of creative expression. You know, even that guy, Mufasa, who does the dancing, you know, the guy who gets out of his car and he, and he dances uh, along to like pop tunes and like holiday, Madonna's holiday and stuff like that. That is authentic because that's coming from true him. The other thing as well is that people looking out, looking from the outside in, can't actually tell if something is authentic. Only you know, because it's about your interior experience. So someone can say, oh, that looks authentic. And they can sort of intuit that perhaps it is. But actually, even though I'm I'm giving these as descriptions, even Mo Mo the Comedian was another name I had on my list because I feel like his videos are like really um, authentic as well, the stuff he does uh, on, on Instagram. But I don't know, because actually with all these people, authenticity is about their own interior experience, same as it is with you as an artist, about how it lands, how it is with you. And the point is simply just to close the gap between the interior and the exterior experience. And by the way, here's the kicker. That doesn't mean in any way, shape or form that it's going to be easier. (laughs) Oh man, what? It's not going to be easier. It's not necessarily going to feel better if you start to move to a more authentic expression of your creativity. You're just going to be more authentic and that's going to be more satisfying. Closing that gap, not feeling you have to pretend to be a particular way because you feel like that's what people expect from you. Not having to create the type of work that you think that someone like you should create. Not feeling any pressure to live up to particular expectations of success or even like, you know, the type of work you produce. Speaking up when you feel something doesn't work for you so that when you leave a situation, everything that should be said has been said. And I will add that that has to be said with care and, you know, being judicious about the things you say, but feeling like, yeah, no, I said my truth in that moment. You say it with grace and with kindness and consideration, obviously. And creating work that you believe in. And oftentimes, and I think we are moving uh, more towards a space where people are longing for more authentic work. Because the the diversity or the increased diversity of voices we're starting to see and hear in the arts, I think is an indication that that's the way that we're moving Strategy is more about really recreating results you've seen elsewhere, whereas authenticity is really about what does your unique expression of human being bring to the table? And when you do, it doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't even guarantee that the work will be great, but it will be truthful. And your, your experience of your artistic life will be richer. And hopefully those who experience your work will have a rich experience of your work too because of where you're coming from with it. So I guess that's all I can say about authenticity. I have to say, I am really glad that I um, re-recorded this. This this podcast for me is just like 
what, you know, if we're talking about authenticity, what's been there for me for a really long time is just loving talking about the creative processes and just sharing whatever nuggets I've picked up along the way with, uh, with people who are like-minded and, you know, want to, want to share that journey and those thoughts um, with me. So I really appreciate everyone um, sort of making this possible by listening in because otherwise I'm just talking into the wind. <laughs> so I really appreciate you guys showing up for me. And for me, you know, especially with a you know background in comedy, it can be hard to talk about things in a more serious or more, I don't know, like not making jokes about it necessarily kind of way. So thank you um, for giving me the space to, to really um, explore these topics and make discoveries for myself when I'm having them and then sharing that whole conversation and all those discoveries with you guys. It's a real gift. And, uh, you know, part of my authentic uh, expression, because there was a a version of this where I would have been um, too scared. And in fact, when I started the Instagram conversations, I was really scared of like, what are people going to think of me? But I just felt this calling within me of like, I've got, I want to have this conversation. I've got to have this conversation. I've got to start this because I feel like we all need this. Um, cause it's a different way of looking at not just our creative lives, but hopefully our lives just generally anyway. All right. So listen, that's the end of the podcast, but thank you, um, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you to Tammy and Kamathi for your thoughts, uh, on authenticity. If you want to be part of the conversation, just hit me up on social media, man. We, we, um, make a note of everybody that's been in contact and, um, try and, um, we're going to try and um, address all the comments and thoughts and questions that you share. So don't feel like they haven't been seen. They totally, totally have. Thank you to Kalechi Okafor for your amazing wisdom. Um, hopefully we'll be able to to squeeze some more pearls of your wisdom into future episodes as well. Um, thank you to Martin Lumsden for your fabulous editing as always and Rob C for the music. And to you, um, the supporters on Patreon, if you want to um, support the podcast too on Patreon, on Cameo or on Acast, then just check out the websites or go to the Cameo app for the Cameo videos and you can find out more how to do that. But until next time, until next episode, thank you guys for listening in and I will see you and speak to you very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. Mm-hmm.